G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention today to those things that are unfolding right around our nation. The idea of lockdowns, the idea that coronavirus is on the loose and spreading widely, the threat that it takes and the fear that is often a part of the narrative when you're watching any form of media. And we might bring into what's happening in Australia and what's going on around the world as to whether there's a hand of God in what is happening with coronavirus. Some people might even say this could be a judgment of God, although that's an unpopular and sometimes controversial thing to say. But I wonder whether we might reflect on that today with Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch. Bill, welcome back to 2020. It's great to be back. Bill, if we were going to talk about coronavirus and in the same sentence use those words, God's judgment, is that beyond the pale? Is that controversial? Should uh, Christians not let that enter into conversation? What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I wouldn't have thought so at all. Um, Something like a global pandemic that we have now for well over a year, Mind you, when I first started writing about this, about 15 months ago now, uh, one of the first pieces I did on it was asking that very question, uh, which I would have thought probably plenty of Christians would have asked, is something like Corona, the judgment of God. So uh, back in March of last year, I was asking that question. I just wrote about this again this week. And in both articles, I simply answered by saying, it may not please everybody, uh, well, yeah, it could be. (laughs) It could be. Uh, I'm not a prophet, nor the son of a prophet. I can tell you that it is for sure, or it isn't for sure. But anybody who has any sort of biblical knowledge knows that uh, not only has God actively been involved with the affairs of this world, often in judgment, Uh, But often he'll use things like, you know, pestilence, plague, famine, flood. Um, And that's not just Old Testament, New Testament as well. We see it all over the place. God has often, in the biblical record at least, used things like this as a means of judgment, either on pagan peoples or on his own people, Israel. So the the idea that God can judge through natural disaster and calamity, well, nothing uh, alarming or out of the ordinary about that at all for the biblical Christian. And we see it again in the book of Revelation, Jesus using some of these things as well. Uh, plagues, pestilence is part of God's judgment. So uh, nothing out of the ordinary there, but again, we have to walk a bit more carefully to say, you know, definitely this is or is not, but it certainly could be. 
I often let my mind wander to the plagues that were brought upon the Egyptians when the children of Israel were calling out to Pharaoh, let my people go, and uh, Moses making that call, and then those ten plagues that followed, and there is a clear example, isn't it, of how the judgment of God can work in a biblical example. Well, absolutely, and it's one of your more clear-cut ones, and that's one of your... Uh, more obvious ones with pagan leaders, pagan nations. But again, as I say, it's not just that. He certainly can and does use uh, such things on his own people to get their attention, to get them to stop their backsliding and their sin and get them to repent and come back to covenant. Uh, You know, just about every Christian in the universe knows that famous passage, right, Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, uh, you know, I'll heal their lands. We'll simply go back and read the context of that. You'll see the same thing there. You'll see talk of judgment via plague and famine and so on. And so this verse that we all love to quote, and sometimes quote somewhat flippantly, it is in the context of just that uh, God's judgment is real, it's coming, it may already be here, there's only one way out, and that's to repent and get back to God. So yeah, it's a theme found throughout Scripture. So as I write in my new piece, well, how have we been doing? How has our response been, both as individuals and as states? So if it is an attention-getter, uh, if a plague or a pestilence a pandemic is God's way of getting people's attention, as you say. Uh, is it working? Are people responding? And uh, what would your finding be there, Bill, as you've observed what's going on? Yeah, well, that's the question of the hour. Is, is it working? Is it, is it doing what it's supposed to do? Whether it's a you know, divinely ordained move of God or he's simply allowing it, however you want to put your theological spin on it, uh, certainly God can and does use things like this. And I'm not sure about you, but from my vantage point, I certainly haven't seen any widespread uh, moves to God. I haven't seen revival based on repentance. I haven't seen our churches being flooded. Well, in fact, pretty hard to do it when so many of our churches have been shut down by the state. We can look at how the state has handled things. But, yeah, as far as individuals go, I don't see, uh, uh, you know, 15 months of uh, such hardcore uh, world-changing events associated with the coronavirus, and I'm not seeing great moves back to God. In fact, it reminds me of a story I've shared before. Uh, Many will recall some years ago in Canberra, the nation's capital, some uh, really serious bushfires uh, went through, even, you know, destroying plenty of homes and stuff as well. So uh, that was quite a little catastrophe. And I was there in Canberra just uh, probably a few days after it happened. And I was actually driving with a very well-known Christian leader, actually the head of uh, the ACL at the time. And we were driving along, looking at some of the damaged homes and all that. And so I asked Jim, I said, well, has, you know, all this tragedy and all this amazing stuff, has it, has it caused people to turn to God and are people getting back to churches and stuff? And he looked at me and he laughed and he said, no, 
<laughs> that was about it. He didn't see any uh, turn to God despite all this devastation, you know, losing everything. You would think that would get your attention, but uh, sadly, uh, well, things like this either move you to God or even make you harder, make you uh, more uh, resistant to the gospel. And that's uh, something I actually quoted in my article as well, the book of Revelation. We see hardcore judgments of God, and then it says over and over again, and yet the people still did not repent, right? You would think, boy, if anything would get their attention, this would, but uh, some people may turn to God, but it seems just as many others will turn even further away from God. So interesting dynamics here. Politically, Bill, uh, for some, and we might be talking globally, uh, not just here in Australia, there would be some political leaders thinking a pandemic like this is like a gift from God uh, to assume power and to assume control. It depends on how you look at it. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, In fact, this is a topic we've, I don't know how many times now, in the last 15 months we have discussed, so this won't be new to your listeners How have the various states and rulers and governments and politicians uh, dealt with the virus, Uh, certainly in the West, but in other places? And uh, uh, those who recall what I've said, I've said I haven't been impressed at all, as as you mentioned. Uh, Everybody loves a crisis. Any any leader worth salt who wants to hang on to power and get more power, uh, a crisis is ideal. You can so easily whip up fear and panic in the people. Uh, You can tell them, look, uh, you know, we're all going to die. It's chicken little. Uh, The end is near. Uh, But if you do what we say, if you just happily allow us to take away most of your basic freedoms and liberties, if you allow us to lock you down, and interesting, right now half of Australia is in lockdown, (laughs) If you allow us to do all these things, in fact, they didn't even ask. They didn't even say, what do you think of allowing us? They just did it, right? It's the old, uh, it just boggles my mind. You know, oh, we're acting on the best health advice. Yeah, well, we're still waiting to see the best health advice. Uh, Where does it say in the scientific papers, for example, that lockdowns are, um, you know, something that work in terms of heading all this off? In fact, one fellow who's been looking into this carefully, said up until last year, nowhere ever in the scientific literature is there any case ever been made to say that these hardcore lockdowns would do any good. In fact, a bunch of new studies are now coming out saying lockdowns actually do more harm than good. They actually result in more people dying, often right, the collateral damage, suicides, mental health problems, school kids who can't get to school, people who can't have the normal social relationships, so you name it, uh, lockdowns actually seem to cause more harm than good. But right now, certainly in Australia, we've got just about every single little fiefdom, well, state premier uh, in the country trying to outdo each other. Who can be more draconian in lockdowns and more... uh, freedoms being snatched away from us. So on that front, uh, my my view is the states have not done a very good job 
Uh, few are. Uh, Singapore has just decided this is madness. We're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to look at case numbers. We're not going to look at trying to uh, eliminate the virus. We're going to instead learn to live with it, just like we do every other virus that we've ever had. So a few states are starting to get their act together. But Australia, unlike much of the rest of the world, is moving into more lockdown. The rest of the world is moving into less lockdown. So on that front, uh, the states haven't done too well. Bill, if we're talking about response to judgment, uh, how do you think, perhaps at the higher levels of government, there ought to be some sort of response? Well, as we've said, often the wrong response is there big time. But we've got historical example not only in scripture, but in secular history. Uh, Just think of, you know, a a drought or a famine affects a land. Sometimes the leaders would actually call the people together and say, hey, we need to proclaim a national day of prayer and fasting. Uh, One thinks of President Abraham Lincoln in the U.S. He did this more than once. So that, it seems to me, would be one of the right ways to respond. Bill, if this is God's judgment through pandemic, then how do we as Christians see this? Because we would acknowledge it's his initiative, it's by God's will, therefore he can do what he wants. In fact, whether we think it's good or not, whether people live or die, is a little bit irrelevant to God bringing all things together and to fulfill his mission and his purpose. We sometimes talk about the end times, the end of days, and what God does to bring things about to make those things come to pass. Is there a sense here in which uh, whether good things happen or not is irrelevant, that we maybe ought to expect that God is doing something significant, even though this virus is a dreadful thing and that there are all sorts of people reacting in different ways? Yeah, well, I think all Christians should always have that view. God is always doing something significant all the time, and he always wants to be the center of our lives. He always wants to be worshipped and have all of our idols put to the side. He always wants first place. So in that sense, you know, everything from your car breaking down on the road, your burnt toast, there may be a sense in which, yes, God is working out his purposes, of course, the flip side of the coin, as always, is our human choices matter. Uh, so sometimes we do have conditional threats of judgment. I think last week, right, you and I discussed, your listeners might recall, the book of Jonah. Uh, Nineveh, this evil capital that Jonah did not want to go to, he finally did. He said, judgment is coming in 40 days. Uh, you know, unless there's some hardcore repentance, you guys are all toast. Well, guess what? Incredibly, the Ninevites did repent, and judgment was put off. Now, later it came, as you read in the book of Nahum, but there's a sense in which, yes, God is on the throne, he's working out his purposes, but often, still, how we respond is crucial. How the Ninevites responded meant whether they would be judged then or not. And I would think in similar ways today, God is working out his purposes. He may well be using something like Corona. But again, what matters to us, let God be God. But how do we, as human beings, how do we respond to all this? What is our uh, reaction and choice? 
choices that we make in the light of all of this. We might have an individual response. We might have a local community response. We might have a state and a national response. And there might be responses at different levels there. But, Bill, good to be able to talk about the issue of the idea of corona and of judgment and of our response And so I'll point listeners to this latest article that you've written, Corona, Judgment and Our Response. You can find it. Simply Google Culture Watch, one word, or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Bill, always a pleasure getting a Culture Watch update. Thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.